0: So, today is a really special, fun episode. We are doing a collaboration, a crossover episode with the Empowered Artist Collective podcast. Jennifer Apple is the founder of the Empowered Artist Collective podcast, and her mission with her podcast is to create a community for women and non-binary artists seeking a sustainable and thriving career in the arts. So make sure you listen to her podcast called the Empowered Artist Collective. We will link everything below. We were so happy to spend an hour chatting with her. Jennifer Apple and I met years ago doing a workshop of a musical together. We did a concert together at 54 below, and then we kind of lost track of each other a little bit throughout the years, but recently reconnected as we both have podcasts. So this was really, really fun to sit and chat with her. So here's a little bit about Jennifer. She's a multi-hyphenated artist who lives in New York City. She originated the role of Anna in the Tony Award-winning Bands Visit First National Tour. She's performed at regional theaters all over the country. She's developed and workshopped a ton of new plays and musicals and lent her voice to multiple original cast recordings. She's also appeared on TV and Law and Order SVU and in New Amsterdam, and she is an MFA in acting from the American Conservatory Theater in San Francisco. She's also an actor. Acting coach who specializes in BFA and MFA auditions. So please welcome Jennifer Apple, the founder of the Empowered Artist Collective podcast.
2: Hi, Alex and Tina.
0: Hi, Hi. Jennifer. We're so happy to be talking to you.
2: Both of y'all's hair is like giving me hair goals. There's like a part. Like that's... you're the one to talk. You yeah, have no the most
0: iconic hair. I mean, I haven't seen you in years, but yeah. I will never, I have not like never forgotten your voluminous. <laughs> same. And I,
1: I met here. you once in an audition yeah. and I remember thinking, wow, she's got great hair.
2: Well, same. I'm like having part envy from the two of you, like the down centered. We part. do love
1: a middle part. We really have been rocking the middle part. <laughs> I,
2: recently. That was like an old thing in middle school for me, honestly. And I feel like I, when I try it, i don't look like myself but i know that i need to upgrade my look and like the side part thing i don't know what's going on
1: well they say that like millennials you can tell a millennial if they've got a side part so i think all of us millennials Um, are trying the middle part to but i will tell you because i'm also a
0: curly girl my hair straight
1: right now but when i'm curly the middle
0: part
2: looks heinous that's what i'm right because you look it's like a poodle moment you can't not yeah. It's
0: terrible. So if you're ever going to blow your hair out or something, then you can try the middle. But no, with your curly hair, you got to <laughs> yeah. roll with it. Yeah. Good. Bye. At
2: least I have the stamp of approval from both of you because I feel like if anyone's going to know how this works, it would be the two of you. <laughs> <laughs> we try. It's amazing. Um, I'm so excited that you're here and that I'm here and we're both in two places, I guess. Because this will be appearing or sounding, I guess, on two different spaces. Yes. Yeah.
0: On both of our channels. This is so yeah. fun. And we've been a fan of your podcast for a while. You've had some of our favorite people on. Shout out Shawnee and Brooke Shapiro. Yes. So, I mean, we, you know… You're doing a great job. I mean,
2: y'all are like seasoned vets on this. So on my end, I'm like envious of how many A seasons you've been through and how many incredible guests you've had, because you've certainly topped the amount that I've had, but also just like the breadth of people that you've had on has just been outrageous. So I'm so pumped that you're here. Thank you. This We're so, so pumped fun. to be here. Um, I mean, for all of our listeners, let's do some like go-arounds of who we are today. Yeah. I Gina? love that.
1: I love the who we are today because I, you know, I'm sure you hear this all the time, but as artists, we're like wearing all these hats, and I always have my like top three, yeah. but they they all shift, like which one I decide to pick first. Yeah. So today, I am a podcast host, a singer, musician, and a makeup artist and an actor. I think those are my my things today.
2: Yes, in no particular yeah. order. I just I'm here no. for it.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. Today, actress, model, fit model, podcast host. And this is an interesting, like little weird thing. We have not talked about this, but Tina and I had very different lockdown pandemic experiences. She like really leaned into music and she was singing every day and Mm -hmm. she was playing guitar. I, it, singing made me sad during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. I went the opposite way and I like didn't want anything to do with it. And I don't really know why. I felt like that. So anyway, but a really good friend of mine said to me, called me out and was like, Alex, you have not been singing recently. Like, what's up? So anyway, I'm going to say singer because I am implementing 2023 to just like sing for fun now because I don't feel sad about it anymore. I went through a weird phase. I don't feel sad about it anymore, but I need to just like bring it back into my life. I love that.
2: that. I I relate very deeply. I feel like I I didn't do any of the performing things at all in the pandemic. I was coaching all of the things and I wasn't doing it myself. And I It's so weird that you're talking about that because I literally had a conversation with a friend the other day about like my voice and using my voice, whether it is through art or whether it is just expression and how there was this weird moment in the pandemic where it's like my identity in relationship to my voice is, I I don't know, it's like this, it's been this weird migratory, anyway, I'm feeling a huge kinship towards that. So good on you for owning it.
0: Right. Yeah. It made me sad for whatever reason. I don't know if it's because I thought of it it's like, like a fun group thing yeah. and then group things were done. I'm not sure. But anyway, those days are done. It's a new day. So who are <laughs> you today? I'm very oh,
2: interested. Who am I today? I am first and foremost a doggy mommy to my dog, Walter. I will always be that first and foremost. He is the love of my life. Um, I am an actor. I am also a singer i am a podcast host here she sits i (laughs) am a collaborator i am a an ideas person i am currently really trying to continue writing more that has been a very begrudging hard situation but i'm really trying to continue leaning into that label and i am a coach um that has probably been the the main source of a lot of my um i don't know artistic fulfillment recently especially now cuz we are in um i mean we're always in audition season but we've just been in the mix of a lot of MFA BFA um auditions and that's usually when the flux of people come knocking on my door mm-hmm. it's been really rewarding to assist these incredible artists with um telling their truth and storytelling. Good for you. you. That's That's really cool. cool.
1: Are you coaching through your own studio?
2: Are you with the
1: studio? Yeah,
2: I have a couple. So I do, I'm on the roster of a couple of different places, but primarily it's my own. Um, I should, frankly, be better at promoting myself and marketing myself. That's a whole other conversation. (laughs) But I've been doing it for years at this point, and it's pretty much word of mouth. Um, I do this one thing called monologue sourcing where I find monologues specifically for people. But that came out as like a byproduct from the coaching that I do more specifically for BFA and MFA coaching as all these people needed material. Um, But no, people – it's really acting the song, scene study, Shakespeare – um, and then I'd say, I also teach at different universities. um now it's getting back into in person, but over the pandemic, it was all virtual and I teach master classes and workshops in that capacity as well. so it's been really awesome. that's, that's really so cool. cool. I didn't realize
0: you were doing yeah, that that's I mean i d- recently I mean, I realized recently, but I didn't you know, no, but it's true. I here. don't talk
2: about it. I get like really weird and and like I don't I, that's my own imposter syndrome about it, even though i'm fucking great at it if i we all well, yeah you know? I mean
0: if we all had our personal little pocket PR person like yeah. be, it's it's hard it's hard pocket to talk about yourself that it would be a great yeah
2: it would be yo <laughs> like, I think you need I to market to that market
1: PR. wait yeah <laughs> actually you're kind of my pocket PR person <laughs> I do I'm well, always like hey Alex what do I do about this bla, 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 bla. it's so
0: easy to like when you believe in someone a friend or yeah. something to just blast them all over <laughs> yeah. but there's a little piece that, so, oh my god I have the easiest time. With Tina, it's very clear to me. I like can't wait to share, but when it's you, there's just this little part of you that feels a
2: little gross sometimes. I know, but why is that? I think about it, you know, from like uh, there's so many like lenses of it. It's the female aspect of it for sure. Of we've been taught to stay small, or the world society has like been like stay in your place. So I think there's maybe a little inkling of that, but it's also as artists, you know, it's like to take up space that's a whole other thing too. And so I, I imagine they're both intertwined for me. I also
1: wonder if it's like a generational thing mm. too, you know, cause I, I look at the younger generation now and they they don't seem to have any problem taking up yeah. space. You know, and I, I think like our generation and the generations before us, there is sort of a, a expectation to be smaller. Mm. I think. I don't know.
2: Do you feel, I, did you feel that growing up for yourself? Oh, absolutely! It was like
1: me and I grew up as a five nine. I'm, I'm five nine. I didn't grow up as a five nine.
2: Percent. You popped <laughs> I, out of the womb. You were five nine, ready to go, gigantic.
1: No, but I was always the tallest girl in the class. My my mom and my sister are tall. My dad's tall, and it was always make yourself smaller, be shorter. Except for if you're going to play volleyball, then then be tall, and that's great. But don't wear heels. Don't make a scene. Don't draw attention, mm. um, because it's unattractive and not ladylike. You know. I think.
2: Aren't you tall too? Aren't you around our height? It's funny. It's funny because I think, myself included, I I think I show up taking up a lot of space. I'm technically five six. Like I'm not.
1: <gasps> in I'm my the
2: mind, a huge hair yeah. too adds. I maybe, but I I do think I'm like a five six who's like masking as a five eight. What, I feel in my body statuesque. like I'm five eight. Thank you. Yeah. That's so funny. Well, I was
0: telling Tina a little bit before we got on about how you and I met and we were do, it was like this year of different readings and concerts of this musical factory girls. And I was explaining to her, there are like the pretty cute girls. And there's like the tough girls and they're called like the rusty girls. And so I just remember a lot of like belting next to each other and our big hair. I had my hair curly, (laughs) you had your hair curly. Our hair were like touching each other. Also (laughs)
2: like we (laughs) were like, not like darker, but like we just have darker like features. It was like,
0: it was so. Oh, it was so funny. But yeah, we both definitely, I think, grew up. We bonded over just being tall. And I got, I'm 5'8". I'm a little shorter than Tina. But like, I was 5'8 in sixth grade. Wow. So like, I we grew early and I felt like a giant ogre giant, you know? (laughs) And now I love it. But when you're 12, you do not want to stand out. You don't want to, you know what I mean? Yeah. Also, back to the self-promotion and social media. Conversation. I recently was talking to a friend of mine who has more of a corporate job. And so on that end, people in those businesses, they use their Instagram, like truly personal. Like, this is my cat. This is what, and so they don't understand, you know, she was kind of like, why are actors like always posting themselves, like singing or monologue? And I was like, okay, so number one, maybe their manager told them or a casting director told them that they have to use Instagram as a business tool. Cause when you go in for audition, a lot of times people are looking at your Instagram. Like I was explaining to her how for us, it's a business tool. And you know, if we don't post about our podcast who's gonna know? we don't yeah. have a professional you know yeah. like you're you know so so I think there's that piece of it too. It's like different businesses might not understand how we're using it and like we might feel
2: that so it's it's complicated yeah it's it's this weird thing though I mean like this touchy I feel very, I don't know, I have a lot of feelings about social media that I've talked about in different episodes. I certainly talk about it with my friends about this love-hate relationship and that if in my, like, mind's eye, all I really want to post are photos of me hiking on a mountain and like snuggling my dog, you know? And because mm-hmm. of what we do, there is, there is this expectation that, oh, right, I need to like show up as this artist person and also, as you're saying, like, if you have a project that you're working on or if there's this consistent... Resource, which is this podcast that we want to share, it's like what other way to do it then on your social media? But it's like it doesn't hold the same space. It's a very, it's a complicated relationship, but very loving. Oh, it totally, it's is.
0: really complicated. And I think for all of us in the same business, when I see someone posting their show, their podcast, they're singing or dancing real, I'm like, good for you, girl. Yeah. I know what you're
2: do. It's like yeah. good for you. We're all in this together.
1: Do what you yeah. got to do. Yeah. You know? Yeah.
2: Well, I'm curious for both of you. Obviously, you know, like you've been doing this podcast for a bit, and both of you have such varied, diversified artistic hats, careers. Like, where, how are you feeling thus far in these aspects of your life? Like, are you feeling that they're all like all these hats are even and you're taking them on and off at the same rate? Are you feeling. Like some of them really occupy more time, whether you want it or not. Like how how do you, how do you feel like you use these in your life? We and talk it's about it's
0: such a good question. We talk about this a lot, yeah. and we talk about how you cannot do every single thing you're good at and every single thing you're passionate and the same day. Yeah, you're passionate about in the same day. So like between seasons, we take a big mm-hmm. break, like a big old break. We took a extra long break this time because we were focusing on, on other jobs. Mm-hmm. Tina has a solo show that she was like, yes. and. It's kind of in chunks, like you can't do everything at the same time. What do you think about that? Well,
1: no, and I I totally agree. And I think that naturally the universe sort of does a little bit of the work for us. It ebbs and flows with opportunities. So like right now, my two hats, I'm gearing up to leave town for three weeks to perform. So I'm like in complete and total rehearsal mode and podcast mode. And I just haven't had that many makeup jobs come up, which Mm -hmm. is great because I need that time to rehearse and normally i'm working two three gigs a day wow. and i have no time to eat sleep or breathe or do anything and squeezing it but so i think the the universe kind of naturally does it so sometimes i feel like more of a makeup artist sometimes mm-hmm. i feel more of an art like a musician sometimes i feel more of a podcast host um and i said this to alex yesterday i i was like i, I feel like i have like 70 browser tabs open mm. in my head and also like my sonos is playing in the background <sighs> of those tabs so like my yeah. brain is like right now i'm not juggling i mean i think i actually am juggling it okay i yeah but it's you're hard in a
0: particularly intense time right at this moment yeah. with yeah. a bunch of shows coming up and our season
1: Right now, but also we know that it ebbs and flows. Yeah, it
0: it is, and that's the crazy thing about this business is there are weeks or months where you feel everything is so intense and you feel pulled in so many different directions, and then there's a month where things are so slow and you wish you had the busy month or whatever. But I'm interested in how you kind of differentiate in your head or like break up time or how
2: your answer would be. It's a hard one. I feel like it's something that I'm. It will be like the thing I grapple with, I think, for the rest of my life, honestly, for better or for worse. Like I, you know, I think about like the seasons of one's life, right? How one goes through many different seasons um, of growth, of curiosity, of development, of interest, of passion, um, and with all these different Seasons. I think these various hats, for example, are taken on, taken off. I think back in the day, I really tried to compartmentalize them a lot more, so that I under—I was like, "Oh, I am performing at this moment. Oh, I am teaching at this moment." And as I've, I think, really more post-pandemic, as I've gotten older, I'm more cognizant of the fact that all of these things really interplay, and not trying to. Um A, label myself so explicitly while I'm doing the thing, but B, um, allow myself to use different parts of these different hats or identities while I'm doing the thing that I'm doing. Um, so really trying to integrate, I'd say, as much as possible, um, which I know isn't really answering the question, but it's like, it keeps me like not feeling bad when I'm not able to do the thing that I really want to do, which is often. That, that,
1: go ahead. <laughs> I was just gonna say that makes total total sense. And you know, I think sometimes when we try and compartmentalize too much, I find this anyway. It it's way more exhausting. Yeah. When I first moved to the city and was doing all of my support jobs, and I was catering and babysitting and you know selling my soul to make a buck, mm-hmm. and then like I'd go and I'd have the one day that I got to sing. Yeah. It would just everything revolved around the, around that, and I'd be exhausted by the time I got to it. Now all of my jobs sort of have to do with the other somehow mm. i I'm, I'm in the same world the people that i'm around are the same it's the same kind of people and i'm really i that's why i got into the business in the first place was for this community and so to have all of my jobs sort of have to do with that they do feed each other and it allows for the other to grow and have space while the other one might you know grow in a different direction. Yeah. They really do. And I think
0: that the ability to realize that and recognize that definitely just comes with age because I think, you know, like what you were saying, Jennifer, about seasons, like I kind of think of it as chapters. Like there's these chapters where you're doing this because I had a chapter about a year and a half, two years where I was only, I was producing. Okay. And I was working as a makeup artist for commercials not like all over the country flying around for oh merrill lynch wow. uh wells fargo like these ra- and it that's what i was doing and and this was a, a little bit ago and so i remember that anxiety of like well that means i'm never going to be the creative one again or I'm never going to be an actress again yeah. or I'm not gonna... and now I kind of know the ebbs and flows and the chapters and the seasons and things come and go and I'm grateful for that period because I learned a lot. Yeah. And but it doesn't mean that that was my forever and ever and ever. I kind of
2: circled back around to other things. Well, how do you gauge how do you gauge that in terms of like your expectations that you had on yourself, right? Like if you if you envisioned your life you know, going a certain way or like a certain part of your career or a certain part of one of these identities reaching a certain milestone by perhaps a certain point, how do you clock that progress for yourself or how do you start to feel okay about the fact that perhaps something has to take a back seat while the other thing takes the front seat?
1: It's really hard. I mean, it's really hard. It takes a lot of, I think, self-reflection and work and a lot of uh, awareness of of yourself. And there's this woman that I I follow that I love. My mom actually reads her like forecast every day. Her name's Elizabeth Peru mm-hmm. and she reads the moon and the signs of the sun and astrology and she's really very smart. And she, you know, as the new year was approaching, she was talking about how these new moons were happening happening and Jupiter is like all these things that I am not going to relay <laughs> correctly, but she was saying that you know the this upcoming year all of the things that we set into motion in 2011 this year are when those things are going to start coming back and oh. they're going to start we're going to start seeing the the like fruits of those labors the the flowers of those seeds kind of come back things that we sort of started and planted in 2011 well i i think we're all around the same age here i was graduating college the year before 2011 was a very tumultuous year for me Um, and I remember telling my mom what a cool thing, because I sort of felt like I went on this direction that I'm sad that I went on Mm -hmm. and I thought that my, my career as a performer was not going to be successful because I decided to go one way instead of another. And now I'm like, Oh, I, I I really did approach my thirties. And I was like, well, I'm not, I'm never going to be in another show ever again. It's just not in the cards for me. And the pandemic happened. Um, you know, all these things happened. And suddenly I'm have more performance work than I've ever had in the nine years that I've been in New York city. So I think it's like being open to the universe, being open to looking back at your past. And also like Alex said, like, be aware that like, these are cycles of life and they, nothing's ever done. Yeah.
0: And especially for women. I mean, I know this is something I fight against all the time. We all do, but you mentioned, okay, I hit 30 and it's like we put these ages on yeah. ourselves. Okay, by this age, I'm doing this by the and no one does that to us really. I mean, sure, maybe society and women age it, but like we a lot of times it's our internal monologue of like, well, if something hasn't happened by this age. So I find myself really looking to women and looking up to women where they accomplish this one goal later, or they accomplish something at 40. Like I always try to bring myself back to earth
2: and back down to ground myself with those reminders. Yeah. I think about like, I mean, you're just listening to you speak. I, I like where we get those expectations from, <laughs> you know? It's just like, yeah. was it, Like in my mind, it really has to be a societal, pressure subconsciously or consciously just from like the messaging that we're receiving. I think nowadays, there, with social media being so prevalent and the way in which we're able to curate our little bubbles of what we're receiving, for better or for worse, it's possible that you actually may be receiving quote unquote better or different messaging that isn't setting you up for these aged, marking, you know, ex- expectations. But I know for myself, just like even looking back on my life and looking up to different people that were role models or even um, things that I read or surrounded myself with, I I definitely felt that there was messaging told to me that if I didn't re- like, achieve X by a certain point, then my worth is not what my worth is just inherently by being a human being. You know, I think that that really was something that, I received and frankly have like worked a lot on in therapy to rewire of Mm -hmm. my own self-worth regardless of what's going on in my life or my achievements. Um, But it's hard to separate those things when you're when you're receiving all these messages around you
0: especially things that you received when you were younger. So yeah. I have kind of a funny story, Ready. so I can't remember which one, but one of the broad city gals and I cannot remember which one. I'm so sorry. Right. She has this theory that she shared on armchair expert that the movie, my best friend's wedding ruined millennial women. And here's why it's okay. so about she's 28. She's 28. She's 28. Oh my God. They like hammer at home. And so she's 28. She's a food critic, revered at the New York Times. The opening scene is the whole restaurant is like quivering in their boots; they're all nervous. She's there. <laughs> oh my god, it's her. She's twenty, and it's like at twenty-eight. First of all, you don't have that job. No, where everyone is chance. scared of you as a no, woman. Every... How many years tw- ago? In New York City, no, thank you. like I'm sorry, you're still at the shitty job. Whatever, no, you're yeah. still full throttle in your twenties. So, first of all, it told us that by twenty-eight. We are at the top of our field. We are the boss. Everyone is terrified of us, that we are making so much money. Then they have a pact together, her and her best friend, that if they aren't married by the time they're twenty eight, they marry each other. Which tells us, well, if it doesn't happen by twenty eight, they're yeah, dried right up right. old man. Oh, yeah. This theory, I mean, it's such a wait. Small, that is actually like, so. It's true. So true. We all watch that movie yeah. as children and yeah. they hammer home her age constantly. Yeah. You know, they I think say of 28
1: it. and I'm like, oh my God, that is just like <laughs> bless, <laughs> a newborn baby. Yeah.
0: Bless the souls. Like, yeah.
1: <laughs> bless them.
0: Oh my God. 28. I mean, I thought it was brilliant.
1: We are supported by Ombre Lab. Are you struggling with bloating, moodiness, constipation, weight gain or acne? and you just can't figure out why? Well, the answer could literally be in your gut. Your gut contains trillions of bacteria, both good and bad. And when your body doesn't have enough good bacteria, the bad bacteria flourishes. And when this happens, it can cause all kinds of symptoms. Ombre Lab makes it really easy to check on your gut health by offering an at-home test that can measure your bacteria levels. The test will ship right to your door with easy-to-follow instructions. And then when you get your results, they'll give you a detailed breakdown of your gut bacteria let you know what foods to eat more or less of, plus send you personalized probiotics to heal your gut with a subscription. I did this at-home test. It could not have been easier. So if you want to start feeling better, visit ombrelab.com and enter code OBSESSED at checkout for $30 off your first at-home test. That's ombrelab.com with code OBSESSED at checkout for $30 off your first test. For more information, just scroll down to the bottom of the show notes for this episode. Thank you to Ombre Lab for sponsoring this podcast. So guys, Tina and I love
0: therapy. We have weekly FaceTime therapy sessions, and it's what gives us the tools to help us through all the things that come up in life. Relationship, career issues, self-esteem building, learning boundaries, you name it. So BetterHelp offers easy, accessible, and a affordable virtual therapy options. So first of all, finding a therapist can be really daunting. And with BetterHelp, you don't have to do any of the research because they will do that work for you and they'll match you with a therapist in under 48 hours. Second, it's incredibly convenient because you don't even have to leave your home. BetterHelp offers video, phone, and live chat sessions. It's honestly always a good time to invest in yourself and invest in your mental health. So Give BetterHelp a try and see for yourself why over 2 million people have used BetterHelp. We have a special offer just for our obsessed listeners. So for 10% off your first month of professional virtual therapy, just go to betterhelp.com and enter code obsessed at checkout. That is betterhelp.com with code Obsessed at checkout for 10% off your first month of virtual therapy. For more information, just scroll down to the bottom of the show notes for this episode.
2: And thank you, BetterHelp, for sponsoring this podcast. Well, now in my brain, I'm also going through the Rolodex. Like, isn't like knocked up? Wasn't she also like 30? Explicitly 30? I want to say like she was like early 30s or like they gave an, like there's that number. There's also the one that she, same. Catherine Heigel, I guess she's like marking all these age things. I think the one that she was like wearing a thousand different bridesmaids' dresses, I could swear she was oh, a number yeah. that they gave. Yeah,
1: 28 dresses or twenty yeah. And then there was yeah. also
2: 13 going on 30. Like we're talking uh-huh. about like a real explicit number that like we never mention an age beyond the 30. Now that I'm right. now that we're talking about this, I don't this is not a research project I've ever done, but now I want no, to know.
1: It's true because I was I talk about this a lot with the photographers that I work with. Um, when we're doing headshots. It's Everyone knows who the ingenue is. Everyone knows who the high school love interest is. Everyone knows who the 20 something lovebirds are. And then the, if you're in your thirties, it's like, you just don't exist. It, it's mm. an erased era, like a whole decade. Yeah. And I watched this interview with Meryl Streep the other day and she was like, I was feeling great. I was at the top of my game, I had all these wonderful roles. And the day I turned like, the year I turned 40, I got three offers to play witches <laughs> Suddenly <laughs> so, like in one year, it was like suddenly I went from the love interest to just now you're just an old hat. I love it was her like so a wart so on your much. face.
2: I love her. That's <laughs> a dream, like, honestly. If somebody 40. just was like here, play a witch for the rest of time. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm honestly, honest. I'd love
0: to play a witch. But it's Same. true. I mean, you go, but that's that's hilarious. That's, and I, yeah. I will say this is, I think I'm gonna throw a positive out there about social media because you can find people. So three people I follow are Melissa Wood. She has this amazing yoga Pilates mm-hmm. business. She has an amazing app. It's $9.99 a month. She's I love her. She talks about a lot. She had her her kids in her mid-30s and 34, 35. And she was like, I was still a little, what am I doing? I'm not ready for kids. Her business really didn't boom until after she had kids. And mm-hmm. I also, um, I really look up to Molly Sims. She, I mean, had a crazy modeling career, but she didn't get married or have her kids, so she was 38.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I also like Bethany Frankel's story career-wise because she talks about a lot how she was in New York City. She was broke until she was 38. She was like, I was a late, late bloomer. Yeah. I was a late bloomer. My businesses weren't thriving. So I love when women are honest about, about the journey and the trajectory and like when things happen because it's not that relatable to be... A child star, my husband um went to school with Rachel Brosnahan and mm-hmm. she's amazing and she's so talented. But they were all all they were like, Yeah, she came into school, she'd already shot like three movies. You know what I mean? Right. It's like yeah. that's that's one person's kind of timeline, and it's not super relatable to the
2: vast majority. Yeah. Well, I think that's what's so important. It's like us, not us necessarily us. Obviously, we're having it in this space, but like us as in like the generational us talking about mm-hmm. these things more openly. Um, And debunking this idea of these quote unquote expectations, you know, and that it really is this self agreed upon like morphing that like you either choose to accept or like want to continue going with or you one day say like, no, I want to try and do something else. Like I think there really is a lot of self onus to like, no, I get to choose what I want to do today and then tomorrow, and then the next day. And granted, yeah, you can like plan and look beyond and visualize and envision and goals, whatever it is that works for you and that type of like, you know, planning land. But no one's there to say that that is wrong or right except for yourself, and even that is subjective. Right. right. And we
0: all should be able to change our minds whenever yeah. we want. And so I'm interested. So we all kind of introduced, introduced ourselves earlier about you know what we're up to right now. I'm interested if you guys ever get anxiety about like, well, what if I let one go? Or what if I stop doing one? What will people think? Like, what yeah. if I stop being a makeup artist? Or what if I don't want to sing right now? Or what if I, like, do you guys get that? And you, I, I do. And I have to be like, Alex, chill. It's yeah. your life. You're allowed to do or not do what you want.
1: Yeah i mean i definitely had that anxiety for the first five years of my 30s (laughs) i turned 35 in november and suddenly something clicked and i'm not going to say it won't click back Mm -hmm. but i'm suddenly like wait i get to decide i get to decide i have autonomy over my choices and i i had a lot of anxiety about being single you know i've been single for a long time i don't have kids um and i was really stressed about it and i spent a whole lot of time last year dating and trying to figure out like what was wrong with me. And turns out I just really enjoy my company and yeah. I don't really need anyone else's company right now. And if someone comes along great, but I, it's not something I want to expend my energy searching for. Cause it doesn't feel like something that's missing. So when I turned 35, I sort of felt a little bit more secure than I had felt in a long time about those things but there is definitely that fear that creeps in of like I'm never going to do another cruise ship contract mm. I'm never going to go and leave for 6 months and do a show or maybe I will I don't know I yes there is anxiety because it's like oh I'm too old to do this it's like but am I yeah. we get to decide right yeah I went more through like an anxiety of like letting people down. So, like,
0: right before the pandemic, I was producing a lot of like photo oh. shoots and things like that. I was putting some concerts together. I produced this whole exhibit that, a uh, photo exhibit that benefited the Times Up Legal Defense Fund. And it was yes. just so successful. It was, and I loved it. And then the pandemic hit. And what I learned is I was not put on this earth to deal with COVID guidelines and hire a COVID officer. And that's like 80% of, being on a set or and it's just not for me. And I decided I wanted all of the things I love about producing to go into the podcast. Mm. But I had this fear of like, oh my God, well, people think I'm just like giving up or not finishing what I started, or just I had a fear of like what other people would think about that. Mm. And and then had to rein myself back in and say,
1: you don't have to explain a damn thing you made a turn you rerouted. can I share something you could say cut this out of the podcast sure can I share a story when I came over this evening um (laughs) Alex and her husband Vinny were talking and Alex and I were both commiserating over we were having a lot of anxiety about stuff and she was I I was having anxiety because I I thought am I am I going to my chiropractor too much do you think he's upset with me for going too much and her husband was like he's mad because we're giving him business yeah you know (laughs) I do. So no, you don't know. We do not have to cut this. So the
0: source of my, if I have anxiety, if I like can't, it will be because I accidentally let someone down like mm. five years ago. Yeah. Like that is where my anxiety lies. Yeah, Like I hurt someone's feelings or I let them down. Like yeah. that is where most of my anxiety stems from. And yeah. it's always my work in therapy and in life to just be like, Mm-hmm. Chill out. And even if you did, you didn't mean it. So like
2: take a breath. Yeah. I think about I I mean, I'm I don't always practice what I preach, but I'd actually say that I'm fairly decent at for the most part not quote unquote caring about other people. Um <laughs> yeah. i I'm, that's actually let me rephrase that. I care a lot I about other people. <laughs> or at least the people I care about, but their opinions of me, I genuinely don't care as much about because and maybe again a lot of therapy i i've gone on a long journey in my life about self acceptance you know kind of going back to what we were talking about earlier of like you know taking up space i take up space i always have i have a lot of opinions i am a strong person with beliefs that i'm not afraid to share something about me walks into a room and people notice and i used to apologize for it and i was told to shrink for it and in grad school specifically it was a time where i really had to own it and i had to make decisions about who i was and who i am and who i want to be and the way in which people receive me and i i equate it career wise to like you know the martin scorsese's of the world always work with leonardo dicaprio you know like there's, it's not like nobody else could, sure, nobody else can do what Leonardo DiCaprio does, but like, there's a reason because they really have an incredible rapport that they love working together, you know? And I, I really do believe that like, if I show up like myself and fully like myself, then I will hopefully be attracting those people who also vibe with that energy. And I'm meeting those people who I vibe with simultaneously. With that said, perhaps my circle stays a little smaller because I'm not trying to appease everyone and make everyone like me. Um, You know, again, I say that it's not easy, Um, but it's also like no one actually cares about anybody other than themselves. And maybe that's like a very bold statement to say, but we all only care about ourselves. We are animals. Like when push comes to Mm -hmm. shove, it is survival of the fittest. And like, you need to like do your own shit to make sure that like you can survive your day and do it well, and so mm-hmm. no one's really, really paying attention to all the stuff that you're doing because they're so preoccupied with themselves. And for me, that has been such a release. Where it's like, if I think if I think about my day and how like <laughs> focused and lasered focused on on the stuff that I'm needing to do, I don't even have time to think about what anybody else is doing. And I imagine no. it's the same thing for somebody else. So, like, I guess this is my offering to you, <laughs> Alex. Is like. I know it's like easier said than done, but like no one cares.
0: It is. And and, and it's like, that is kind of my lifetime practice. Like I always just have to, I constantly practice bringing myself back to that. Correct. Because I know no one cares. Sometimes my body doesn't,
1: you know what I I mean? And so
0: I always have to bring myself back to that. And I think in this career, when you're dealing with so many different personality types and you never know kind of like what's coming at you. To just take a minute and not you know make sure that you don't like morph to what yeah. all of the other people coming at you need mm-hmm. you know is a thing to be aware of because we don't have jobs that we work with the same team every week all right. day yeah you know it's like oh i understand he's like this she's like this i mean it's constantly new new people new energy coming at you yeah mm-hmm.
1: well i wanted to i what you were saying about people don't think about you as much as you th- think about yourself. I mean, my dad used to say that all the time growing up, you know, 95% of the time you're thinking about yourself, you're not thinking about the other people. And yet he would also always say you always need to think about the other person do unto others as you would have them yep. do unto you, you I always think. And so it was very like, kind of conflicting information. Mm. Growing up. Um, I had this realization in the tub the other night, I was meditating. And it's where all good um, information
2: happens. I'm telling you in the right? tub in the shower. Yeah, so. and I
1: was thinking like, you know, why I am the way I am when it comes to dating or relationships. And I I know all of the proper, like, gentlemanly things to do. Mm. Like, I'm the first to open someone's door. I would like to pay their tab. I would like to walk on the outside of the street. I know every, everything because my dad taught me those things. And I was like, oh, my God, I was raised to be a gentleman, mm. not and expected to be a lady. Interesting. And I realized that, and I was like, I wonder how, if there are other – People out there that have something similar of my dad raised me. He was like, You need to be a lady, but he raised me to be a gentleman. Well, we
0: taught we had someone on the podcast who was really explaining the difference between masculine and feminine energy and more in an energy, not in like physically presenting, but an energy in energy mm-hmm. and how we all kind of need a perfect mix of them. And she was kind of telling us that we can both be really a lot in our masculine mm-hmm. in in different ways. And the feminine is more relaxing, receiving, attracting, letting mm. things come to you. And the masculine is like, I'm going to make this shit happen. Which like, if you're, you moved to New York city and do what we do, we all ha- we like, we're of have, we're all that personality that, right? type, you know? So yeah.
2: I, for me, I like, I, I'm, I want to push back on that so badly. Like I know it's, It's the way we've been taught and it's the way that society is built that there are these masculine, feminine energy, whatever expectations, like, like we've been taught that it is the way that it is. But like my inner gut is like wanting so badly to push against that. Just I think because it's like, yeah, that is what's setting us up for these boxes and making us feel like there are these expectations going back to what we're talking about. Like those things are what's setting us up for quote unquote failure in that, like, we're not feeling like we are empowered to just exist and be the way we need to be, which may be more quote unquote masculine, which may be more quote unquote feminine. But really when push comes to shove, it's like all of that is you. Right. So the
0: thing that made it click for me is that it's like if someone only trained the right side of their body and not their left. Yeah. It, It less about who you are and more about balance. Okay. Like if you're the push, 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 push kind of gal, take a day where you don't make a plan and let yourself chill, like more about the balance. So, or if you're chilling a lot and you're always like the universe will, will (laughs) bring it to me. Maybe you need to set yourself a little to-do list girl and like write it down and like take some action. That's what kind of made it click for me is it's more of like a balancing and less of like having to do a certain thing.
2: Yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. It kind of reminds me. And this is totally different, but not. Where on an episode we had with Heidi Marshall, she talks about when she's working with actors and like they're doing a self tape. How usually we come in with an idea that we want to do it a certain way, and she's always like, "Okay, let's completely flip it." And a lot <laughs> of artists are like, "No, it's a, I'm supposed to be the villain," and she's like, "Cool, what if the villain was chill as fuck?" <laughs> like, mm-hmm. And then what are you going to learn and discover while you're doing the total opposite? And I think that for me, what you just said, Alex, makes a lot – it clicks in that like giving yourself both or like offering from the space that maybe isn't your natural go-to will automatically kind of like integrate a little bit more from perhaps the side you are more used to into like a whole.
0: Yes, Mm -hmm. exactly. So we've recently learned just how many toxic ingredients are in our nail polish, but I love doing my nails. I'm sure you love doing your nails, which is why we love K. Ferrara Color, because it's a luxurious nail polish and hand cream line that uses all
1: clean formulas. You know I love that hand cream. I'm obsessed with it. After I've had a long day of sanitizing my hands and working with makeup and doing all that, my hands are so dry and I love the hand cream treatment. It is a lifesaver for dry, cracked hands. K4R Color offers gorgeous colors, plus base coat, top coat, and quick dry options, which I've used so many times when I've got to get out the door. The other thing I love is K4R Color has a children's line, which has been a gift for my nieces many, many times. So if you are a person that just loves
0: to get your nails done at the salon, you can bring it with you. You can bring your K. Ferrara color with you to the salon. And if you're a person that likes to get a gel mani, you can use K. Ferrara color on your pedicure or it really makes an amazing gift for anyone in your life of literally any age who appreciates clean beauty
1: and clean formulas. For 15% off your order, go to kferraracolor.com and use code OBSESSED15 at checkout. That's kferraracolor.com with code OBSESSED, the number 15, at checkout for 15% off your nail polish or hand cream. For more information,
0: just scroll down to the bottom of the show notes for this episode. So as you probably know, two of my biggest passions are clean beauty and supporting female founded brands which is why when it comes to makeup and skincare, Beauty Counter has been one of my favorite go-to brands for years. Their makeup looks incredible, and their skincare really and truly works. Plus, they use non-toxic ingredients and are Environmental Working Group certified. The two beauty products I absolutely can't live without are their Vitamin C Serum and the Dew Skin Tinted Moisturizer. I use both of these products every single day, and I never travel without them. We don't have to be putting toxic chemicals all over our skin anymore because there is a better option. So if you'd like to shop some clean beauty with Obsessed with the Best, go to beautycounter.com slash obsessed and then enter code cleanforall20 at checkout for 20% off your first purchase. That's beautycounter.com slash obsessed and code cleanforall20 at checkout or just scroll down to the show notes for this episode for more details.
1: I do still think that there is like an overall like societal expectation to check off the boxes though. Mm-hmm. Even if you figured it all out, even if you've got your balance, even if you've, it's still, but are you married? Well, Oh, right. you're married. Do you have kids? Oh, you have right. kids. Okay. So uh, when are you retiring and going on a trip? And okay. what? Well, it's like, yeah, you have to do these certain things. And it's like, I am nowhere near any of that. And yeah. people are like really, bo- they're really
2: baffled b- by that. Is it because, you're, as in you're nowhere near that because you've chosen to embrace what is, or are you nowhere yes. near that because that's actually not what you're wanting? Both, yeah,
1: both, I think. I don't know what I want. And I think I've never wanted to, I, I didn't want to settle with what I was, faced with you Mm. know I didn't like where I was so I wanted to move and find something better and bigger and I think there's always something better and bigger um and like settling down and and doing the that that norm like I don't I don't want to say normal that expected trajectory was just not it doesn't it never felt right to me To me you're very career focused. Like I, my perception of you
0: Tina is like, you do know what you want. You want this flourishing career. You want to be a makeup artist, but also go on tour and also have your solo show and also fly off and do theater. You know what I mean? But like, that's more of your priority. And then you're like, look, if I meet someone, I meet someone.
1: Mm -hmm. That is exactly how I wish to run my life. And I talk about it in therapy all the time. I feel like I am expected to have all of that and be that. And then also have, you know, like a baby on my hip and Mm -hmm. a loving husband and a mansion and, you know, have that life as well. And like, I'm not as worthy Mm. because I don't have those things.
2: There was this awesome episode of Glennon Doyle's podcast that is like, I mean, I never miss a week and, you know, but with Tracy Ellis Ross. I just listened to it. Yeah. Yeah. That one, that's the one that like, listen to this episode and then go listen to the one with Tracy Ellis Ross is like a secondary. I have so to listen good.
1: because
0: I love Glennon Doyle, and I yeah. love she, but she Yeah, But she talks
2: about, and she's so candid and open about the fact that she's, I guess she just had her, is it her 50th? Was it her 50th? Yes, right? I yeah, believe her, it was her 50th, mm-hmm. yeah. Her 50th birthday and how she's single and how most of her friends are not. And the way in which she owns that identity is profoundly unbelievable. She there is. was
1: not an ounce of shame not at not, all you there was not shame anywhere in nowhere a 10 mile radius of, yeah. of her speaking about it it was so uncool yeah i
2: loved i just it, you you said it perfectly yeah the shame it was none of yeah. that none. I, I never heard a person specifically of her caliber from her whole life obviously but like of her caliber standing in true vulnerability and honesty about where she is in her life with zero apologies
1: yeah oh it was was, yes uh, yes i was gonna bring her up at some point during this podcast of just how it's like i just i love i love exactly how she spoke
2: about that oh so good i mean i don't know alex with you and your life how are you feeling in terms of where you're at
0: so Tina and I love therapy. If you can't tell so, clearly so uh,
2: yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, it's just, it's great. So what I, I mean, I've come really far, but I would say like a few months ago, what I was working out with my therapist is I had this idea that I should get all of my career goals done before I have a baby, yeah. like accomplished. And no one ever told me this. I have the best example. My mother She always works. She's in our business. She started a new business in her 50s. She always worked after she had us. She's constantly evolving. So like no one ever told me this my whole life and no one ever showed it to me, but it's somewhere in me that I thought, okay, I need to accomplish everything I want before I have a baby. (laughs) My therapist is like, Alex, hopefully when you feel that you have accomplished everything you want, you will be close to death. (laughs) Like hopefully. (laughs) So like, let's just throw that. And she's like talk about control you can't control when you get pregnant and you can't control what the hell happens in this insane career you've chosen Mm -hmm. so right now i have been and i'm feeling at a good spot right now of just throwing all the timelines all the stuff out the window because and again though it's not like you wrap it up in a bow it's a day and you're done it's a daily practice of like things will have goals and kids are going to happen yeah. when they are meant to happen. Mm-hmm. And there's no control there. So. Oh, yes. Look at you. Yeah. I mean, so we'll see. How about you? Yes. Are you putting limit, you know, are you working on any sort of like limitations or breaking down limitations you put on yourself?
2: Oh, yes. And I feel I was talking to my therapist. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone needs a good therapist, y'all. Oh, absolutely, (laughs) truly. I was talking to my therapist about how nothing in my life, truly not a single thing in my life, looks like what I thought my life would look like. Not a single thing, Um, for better or for worse. And how also simultaneously there's so much for me to be grateful for and to have gratitude for while also being really sad about the things that I wish were different. And I don't give myself, you know, resolutions or expectations for uh, New Year's, but I, I give myself like a word, and a lot of my word has been patience, <laughs> and also um, being really present. And I think by incorporating those two things more into my life, Hopefully, I will continue to uh, attract and um, open myself up to the things that I really want. I think I've readjusted my idea of the way in which it will come. Um, I think that's really the biggest thing. It's like I thought it would happen by a certain time in a certain way. And the timeline is gone, so that that part no longer – worries me as much because it just hasn't happened. So what, what the fuck is a timeline anyway? But how can I allow for these things that I really want to come to me in ways that I didn't expect and or control the ways that I want them to come to me if I have that control capability? Um, But it's been... It's been hard. I think in your thir- when one reaches their thirties, no one talks about your thirties. And so I no. you, you hear all about your twenties and you hear all about your forties and beyond, but like this, this 30 decade in some ways feels really exciting. I love being in my thirties so far, but it feels really exciting because they're really, I don't know the, the, besides the, like, you will not have the things by your time. You're 30, that's already out the window. So now that I'm here, it can be literally anything because no one has mm-hmm. like told me what the 30s should be for the, for better. Yeah.
0: yeah. And yeah. you're still allowed to want all the things you want.
2: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know?
0: And I think we feel bad about it. It's just, there's no ending. I mean, we should still be wanting things when we're 60. Hopefully we all oh, should yeah. still have goals. Yep. Should yes. Still. So yeah,
2: it's just breaking down these old uh, these really old ideas. Yeah, and being open I think to the the way in which things can come to you, you know, whether that's flexibility or whether that's just, you know, a bit more of like an openness generally, I think being open, willing, able to receive um is a wonderful shift to be made so that any of these things can come through and then you get to choose whether you want to to incorporate them in your life or not.
1: I, I'm going to bring up Glennon Doyle again. I know I right. said this to you, Alex, but she on one of her episodes was talking about being a seeker. Yeah, and she said, "I never, I, I never want to be done seeking. Yeah, because if she, I, I think it was about it was the episode that they um, were talking about cults. Yep, <laughs> and she's like, if you, if someone's like, oh, I have the, ad- I have the answer, I found the answer, I know the answer to life." run that's a cult yeah because you sh- that life isn't like that there are no answers yeah. everything is fluid and changing constantly changing and she said i want to be a seeker in this world because that means i'm constantly changing and evolving and learning yeah
2: i wrestle I also something mm-hmm. right
1: I
0: have to catch up on Glenn and Doyle's podcast <laughs> gals. Oh my gosh. I'm
2: right there with Tina you, Tina.
0: I, <laughs> I yeah, love it. really. We're also very sensitive to and also fascinated by and terrified of cults. We had a Nexium survivor on our podcast and we also sadly have both, were both sent to Landmark years ago, which was terrifying. So mm-hmm. we're really oh sensitive God. to the, to when someone <laughs> says, I know everything. You Wait, you both to went to me. Landmark?
2: yeah accidentally please tell me there's a podcast episode that i haven't listened to that talks about (laughs) this. (laughs) i
0: think we talk about maybe i'll said i think it's earlier because we had so we had india oxenberg on our podcast Mm -hmm. who's a nexium survivor she's amazing but yeah and we had a whole talk about about cults but we're really I mean so no, but have you
2: talked says, about it I want to know about your about
0: about landmark yes. yeah we did a okay. brief yes. landmark but I feel like we should revisit it because I, I have a lot like too. people get ask a lot of questions oh, about it God. Yeah. but it's I mean it's terrifying I do not have good memories mm-hmm. about it at all. Good. It basically teaches you not to trust your gut, not to, not to tr- tr- trust your it's instincts. So which, like it's so like Nexium. It's so Nexium, which as women, we have such strong, oh, yeah. and good instincts. Yes. And we should be listening mm-hmm. and like honing those in. And something we talked about with India is India said, you know, Nexium taught me not to trust my instincts so that- When I was scared, I didn't know if I'm scared, like nervous, like, oh, because it's a job interview Mm -hmm. or I'm like, oh, there's a predator in the room. It's like when we listen, we learn to like differentiate between. But anyway, when someone says to Tina God, I just don't know. I'm still figuring that out. We like immediately trust them. Oh, yeah. we are like, oh, that's (laughs) great. Come sit with us.
1: Yes. Yes. (laughs) That's That's the
2: barometer. Yeah, the barometer is like, you know nothing. So do I. Come sit at my (laughs) table. Yes. I love it. I love it when people don't know be That would be my table as well. I'd be like, yeah, I know. The more I know, the more I know absolutely nothing. Truly. Right. right. If there's anything I know, it's that I know nothing.
1: And if there's anything
2: (laughs) I know, it's that I will know even less tomorrow and the day that until the day I die. Truly. Yeah, next week. Yeah, Yeah. literally that (laughs) Um, as we like wind down our time. I'm I I know here on our pod and I imagine your pod too. We're all about like a, a tool, a trick, a resource, a takeaway. Is there anything that's on your heart that you want to throw into the space, whether it's like about expectations or about something that you've started incorporating into your lives as like a practice or something that's made You know feeling okay with the not okay a little bit better is there something that maybe is like on your hearts
0: yeah i want to throw out a few resources first of all if you have it this came out a few years ago michelle obama's book called becoming it's literally the whole theme of the book about how you're always becoming yourself every day you're still becoming yourself you're never done like you're never like fully cooked um also the melissa wood Health app and it's nine ninety nine a month. There's a lot of meditation. It's not just workout. It's meditations and just her whole story is inspiring. And then the podcast by a friend of mine, Annalisa Lemming, called A Balancing Balancing Act. Act. We had Annalisa on our last season. You did? I
1: missed that somehow. I have to go
0: back and listen. So she, especially if there's moms, she is a mom. Her little guy, I think he's like two-ish. His name is Gabe. And she's pregnant with her second right now. And she's a creative type and just really, you know, gets in and dives deep with her conversation. So definitely check that out.
2: And you can also go back and listen to our episode with her. Yes, Yes. for sure. I have to. (laughs) What Um, What about you, Tina?
1: Okay. What is the, what is the girl's name that hosts, uh, skinny confidential Lauren, Lauren Everts. Lauren Everts. yes. Okay. Okay. So Lauren Everett's okay. Combination of Lauren Everett's technique and, um, my friend, Maggie, Maggie Holland Beck, who, um, she is a therapist and she's on Instagram uh, and she's wonderful. And she posts wonderful like meditations and things. Um, I did a, a gratitude practice with her a few years ago. And then Lauren also kind of does it in her like daily, layout of have you seen this it's like a journal that you do and i have been doing this journal since the pandemic where you write out your day and you write out you know what book am i going to read today the podcast i'm going to listen to the music i'm going to listen to um and then you write out what you're grateful for who you're sending happiness to and how you want to feel that day and then below that you write your to-do list and you've got you know so it's a whole kind of journal page and i have found it to be so helpful And when I did this gratitude workshop with Maggie a few years ago, it was I I learned how to be more grateful and that you can be grateful for the things that you think that you're unhappy with. Yeah, you know, I'm grateful that I feel this pain in my shoulder because it's my body of telling me that I need to go take care of it in this way, whatever. Um, but but by starting each like each morning by just writing three things that I'm grateful for, whether it's the coffee in my cup or um the time that I have. You know right now when i'm not working as much it it really does help put things in perspective yeah. for me when i feel like i'm not doing enough yeah when i feel like i'm not where i want to be in my life i go oh my gosh well could you have written this gratitude journal entry five years ago absolutely not yeah you would have gone i wish i had more time i wish i had hot coffee in my lap but i'm you know dragging my ass to some horrible job in midtown. You know, I wish I had this. I wish I had this. And now I'm like, oh, wow, I, I have all these things that I've wished for. And I think that reflection is really helpful. I mean,
0: because you always, your younger self would be so impressed with what you're doing now, but you oh, lose sight of it. So yeah. that's a really good way to actually make yourself remember. And lo- I mean, Tina, I, our little kid selves would be like, what? You guys are so cool. Like you're I, yeah. living in our city and you, you're only doing creative yeah, jobs. Like what? But yeah. the day you get really lost in the day-to-day mm-hmm. of, you know, I'm not doing enough and the things and all that. So that's I, that sounds really cool, Tina. I didn't know you are doing that. I also, oh. I
2: mean, to tag on to that, I've been doing the five-minute journal for the past two years. It's the same type of thing. It's one page. Um, there's a morning half and a night half. And they're the same questions every day. It's even shorter. It takes you literally a minute if you act unless you're love having that. a really hard day. But there's the three things that you're grateful for. Um, what would make today great? And one daily affirmation. And then at the evening, it's like, what were three things that were awesome? And what did you learn today? Or like what's something that you want to take away from today? That's it. And I've been doing that it. for two years. And same type of thing where it's just, you know, to come to yourself, especially when it's hard and to have to find something that's really hard to be like, what am I grateful for? And you just yeah. get, go small. Um, my dog will always be on that list, you know? It's like, no, or I have a roof over my head and clean water, you know, like really mm-hmm. basic if it's tough, but to come to that practice really does on a micro level, do some inner shifting um, yeah. molecularly, but you know, I'm not a scientist clearly, but it has to No, No, be-
1: it, it does. And it, it it's, we're all, you know, part of this giant universe. And I really do think like, Putting that energy out in the world, it's good, it's good juju. Yeah. You, you know? know, and I was
0: listening to a scientist talk about this though. And to your point of like we're hardwired to think about ourselves and survival, we're hardwired wired to wake up in the morning and think, what can hurt me? What's dangerous? Correct. Like, is there a bear attack? Is there some you know, but we're in a day and age where like if you're lucky, we're gonna wake up and like uh, we're gonna have coffee, like mm-hmm. we're not in immediate danger. So we have to rewire our brains to
2: not look for it, you yeah. know, <laughs> like yeah. in this day and age. Yeah. So it's so hard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I adore you both so much. I'm, this was I adore so you. fun. We this were so great. looking forward to it. Same. We love your podcast. Same. We're so
1: proud of everything you're doing. Same i gotta say i was i told alex i was really cranky i think i'm pmsing um and i was just had a cranky afternoon and i feel so much lighter and better and i might not even have to take my xanax I'm like oh. Yay!
2: oh my god little wins this was little great. wins you can save a pill save it for a rainy day i
1: know yes.
2: <laughs> i'm so i'm great. so grateful to you both i think your podcast is such an incredible resource and empowering um i love that we get to now share our people in this way because your people are my people and my people are your people. Yes. Um, So that just warms my heart. Me too. This was
0: the best. Thank you so much. Thank you.
2: Yes. And on my end, you can find Empowered Artist Collective at Empowered Artist Collective on Instagram. We also have our little, you know, What's it called? A hamburger that comes down for all the little things that you can click on. Um, we are streaming across all the platforms. You can find more on our website at empoweredartistcollective.com, and we are on TikTok, which um, is a slow burn, but at Empower Artist Collective as well. Great. All right. Love Perfect. it. Perfect. Amaze.
1: Thank you. Thank this you. was so fun. Yay. Don't forget to follow, rate, and review on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And for more content, make sure to
0: subscribe to our YouTube channel and give us a follow at Obsessed with the Best Pod on Instagram and TikTok.